And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Sask Wheat reminds producers to be careful when applying pre-harvest chemicals. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, windiest 20 kilometers an hour and it could be windy tonight. The high 25, the low 8. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. The high 27 tomorrow. There's some evening showers in the forecast for Thursday. The low 14. Friday, cloudy. 30% chance of showers. The high 20, the low 13. Saturday, partly cloudy with a high 25. 60% chance of evening showers and a low of 13. Sunday, cloudy, 40% chance of showers, the high 20, the low 8. Monday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 19. 60% chance of evening showers, Monday, the low 9. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 17. Normal high is 24, the normal low is 9. The sun rose at 5.55 this morning, it sets at 8.08 tonight. And around the province... The hot spot is Maple Creek at 26 degrees this morning. The cold spot, well, this is right now, Key Lake at 11. On the roundup, Estevan 21, Saskatoon 23, Swift Current 22, Weyburn 21, Yorkton is 18. In Regina with sunny skies, it's 21, that's 70 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast to 10, humidity 44%, barometer dropping 102.3. Sunny in Moose Jaw at 23 degrees, winds are from the east, southeast at 21. Once again, Regina, sunny and 21, that's 70 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. Sask Wheat is cautioning farmers to be careful when applying pre-harvest chemicals for weed management. Vice Chair Scott Hepworth of Assiniboia says there are several options for pre-harvest weed management, but farmers must ensure registered products are sprayed at the right stage and allow for the right interval between spraying and harvest. Similar to applying glyphosate, farmers must always wait until seed moisture is less than 30% in the least mature areas of the crop. He says traces of the product can be absorbed by the plant, leaving residues behind if applied when moisture content is above 30%. Uh, I think the key messages would be um, to do things by the label and do things for the right reasons. In wheat and durum, I mean, it's pre-harvest weed control that we're allowed to do. You know, the keep it clean message out there and, and following the pre-harvest intervals and following the um, labeled rate is very important. Follow the label, obviously, very good recommendations. Now, there's a specific comment about seed moisture content has to be less than 30% in the least mature areas of the wheat field before applying certain herbicides. Uh, outline that for me. Yeah, uh, there's lots of information on keepitclean.ca. 30% moisture or less is the only available time to use it. And um, you have to look at the field as a whole. Uh, you can't cherry pick just the more ripe field. The, the, the entire field needs to be 30% moisture or less before you can go in there. So it's very crucial to go out there and thoroughly check uh, your fields before applying any glyphosate for sure. 
Why is it so important that farmers try to avoid having any traces of the product absorbed into the plant? Well, that's what the customer is asking for, and I think we need to be responsible for our actions on the farm. Markets are quite fragile right now, as, as we all know, and I think we just need to be very cautious and do things as we're allowed to. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're seeing it under more and more scrutiny every day, and we do risk losing the tool completely. So I think we need to be responsible for our own actions on our, on our farms and do everything we can to comply with the regulations set out there. And there are some herbicides that cannot be applied to wheat in drying it down and that kind of application? Yes, there are. Again, like I said, the keepitclean.ca website has all the information you need. And we need to be cautious. You need to inform yourself and do what's what's best for your farm and overall what's best for the, the worldwide markets. Can you tell me a little bit about how harvest is going? I've reached on the combine. Uh, so far, so good. We're just doing some uh, large green lentils right now, and they're okay for the year. They've been through everything, so we're happy to be back out, out here getting them in the bin anyways, where they belong. What kind of yields, and when you say everything, what, what all are you referring to? Uh, well, we had dry conditions to start with, and we've had some cool temperatures. We've had excessive rain uh, in June, and then uh, dry periods following that. And, I mean, we got bugs, we got disease, we this has had it all, so I, I think the yields are about average, which, considering, like I said, what it's been through is good in my books. I'll take it. The prices could be better, but we'll get there eventually, I think. But what type of yields numbers can you give me? Uh, I'm not really sure right now. I just would say they're they're probably average. Talking to some neighbors, I mean, it, it's, it's quite variable. There's flooded out. There's kind of everything out here, so... I don't really have a, a good base number yet, but from what I'm seeing so far, I would say they're they're average. Any hail at all? We didn't have any here. Uh, there was some to the northwest of me. Uh, it was pretty devastating in July. Small swath, but down here we actually, that's maybe one curveball Mother Nature hasn't thrown me yet this year. Uh, I hope I'm out of the woods on that one, but we've lost a lentil crop in late August in the middle of the night to hail, so I don't rule anything out. She's tricky. And, of course, there is the good thing that you're now harvesting, so frost won't be the issue in at least that crop. No, not in the lentils. I think they're safe. Maybe the chickpeas could be out of the woods, too, but definitely some durum that's hanging on. So I don't want to see any frost for a few more weeks either. And There is some late crops out there, too, you know, in, in the area, and we don't need that. But there have been touches of it in the spring around here as well, so we've already had it once. We don't need it again. <laughs> Scott Hepworth farms 22 kilometers southeast of Assiniboia and is vice chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. The latest market update from Sask Wheat says harvest progress in the U.S. spring wheat area is slow, with 8% complete compared to the usual 30%. There's improved yields forecast for U.S. spring wheat, but total production will still be down from last year by about 4%. But the Sask Wheat newsletter says global wheat stocks continue at a record amount on August 1st and 11 million tons more than last year. The Sask Wheat Market Update says wheat prices in Australia hit three-week lows because of ongoing showers and market weakness. Private estimates place a downward trend on production in Australia as the long-term forecast is dry through the critical growing period down under. Dryness is also lowering the wheat production estimate for Argentina, Turkey, Russia and Kazakhstan. There are increases for production in Ukraine and the U.S. Germany's wheat production is expected to be 24 million tons, up 18% from last year. The whole European Union wheat production is estimated at 143 million tons, 12% higher than last year's drought-stricken crop. 
Harvest in Russia is 38% complete, with a total crop of 70 million tons. Harvest is at 98% in Ukraine, with total wheat production of 28 million tons. The only reported wheat trade was Egypt's purchase of 175,000 tons of Russian and 120,000 tons of wheat from Ukraine at an average price of $218. It was for late September delivery. The Sasquatch News Summary also says higher world wheat stocks, lower demand and exports will create another year of hand-to-mouth buying and farmers selling rallies. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions. The first name you should think of in the auction business, call 782-5999. Viterra has reached an agreement to purchase the assets of Ilta Grains Processing Facility west of the Queen City at Belle Plaine. Purchase price was not disclosed. The purchase is subject to usual closing conditions, including court approval at a hearing set for Friday. ILTA filed for creditor protection last month. Viterra President Kyle Jaworski says the facility will be integrated into the company's grain asset network. The facility can handle a wide range of pulse crops and other commodities. Completed in the fall of 2017, it has a storage capacity of 22,000 tons, along with a 135 railcar loop track. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were moving upward this summer. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says cattle prices have gone up since spring but remain below last summer's price levels. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed but overall higher over the last eight weeks. This is over the summer on lower marketing numbers and limited weight category price comparisons. Saskatchewan feeder steer prices over the last eight weeks were reported to range between $1.67 per weight lower to $8.25 per hundredweight higher in the reported 6 to 900 pound feeder steer weight categories. The largest price gains were in the 900 plus pound feeder steer weight category. In the same weight categories, comparing year over year prices uh, as of August 17th of this last year, prices did decline between $5.58 and $18.34 in those 6 to 900 plus pound weight categories for feeder steers. In the feeder heifer categories over the last eight weeks, prices were also mixed with limited weight category price comparisons. Again, lower volumes, uh, so we didn't have the price comparisons. Feeder heifer prices did range between $9.17 per hundred weight lower in the 7 to 800 pound weight category, but did increase 350 per hundred weight in the 800 plus pound feeder heifer weight category over the last eight weeks. Prices year over year for the weekend in August 17, 2018. In the 7 to 800 plus pound weight categories, again, did decline between $17.33 and $24.50 per hundred weight. What factors pushed up the prices in the past month? You know, we did see prices again earlier in the summer down uh, with some uncertainties on feed supplies with early spring dry conditions in Saskatchewan, which initially put pressure on cattle prices. But we did see prices kind of rebound here over last month, and that's really because of the strong North American beef demand. Uh, as we did see, prices did move higher with strong beef cutout values. Tell me about marketings. Canfax reported weekly markings of 1,805 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was up from 1,538 head marketed a week ago. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta over the last several weeks did rebound from spring lows. We saw the price of these two slaughter cows over the last eight weeks increase $7.75 per hundredweight, to average $92 per hundredweight last week, while the price of D3 slaughter cows increased $6.50 per hundredweight 
to average $81.50 per hundredweight last week. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta Fed steers were not reported this last week, but we did see some big drop in U.S. live Fed steer prices, which did decline 6.2% to average $106.68 U.S. per hundredweight. And what were the U.S. factors influencing the market? The big news in the U.S. in the industry over last week was the fire at the Tyson Finney Beef Slaughter Plant in Kansas, which removed about 30 to 35,000 weekly cattle slaughter capacity in the U.S., which represents about 5 to 6 percent of U.S. slaughter capacity, and that provided a lot of concern in the sense that you know there'll be more slaughter animals coming to market without the capacity. Both the U.S. feeder cattle future markets and fed cattle markets were significantly lower last week on these slaughter capacity concerns, with live cattle future prices declining 78%. We did see on the positive side that U.S. beef cutout values did jump 6.7% last week to average $230.43 per hundredweight. Brad Marsignuk compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose $1.20 at $409.76. Oats dropped $1.06 at $167.56. Number one red spring wheat declined $0.72 cents at $202.80. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 239.51. Feed barley, 172.63. Flax, 464.93. Yellow peas, $220.47. Feed wheat, 127.78. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September wheat is down 2 cents at 503.5 cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180. Or Weyburn, 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, August the 21st. A nice size run here today. 450 cows and bulls, 525 feeder cattle, 8 cow-calf pairs, about 1,000 head here for today. Cows uh, selling just a bit stronger. A lot of good, strong, quality cows here today. The bulls are selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 85 to 95, sales to 96, 97. D3 cows, 75 to 85. Cows are averaging 88.50. Good bulls, 107 to 117, sales to 120, 121. The bulls are averaging 107 and a quarter. Never sold any feeder cattle so far because of the cow numbers, but here is last week's feeder market report. Four to 500 pound steers, 210 to 240. Five to 600 pound steers, 205 to 225. Six to seven hundred pound steers, two dollars to two seventeen, sales to two nineteen. Seven to eight hundred pound steers, one ninety-five to two ten, and eight to nine hundred pound steers, one eighty to one eighty-nine. On the heifer side, five to six hundred pound heifers, one seventy to one eighty. Six to sevens, one sixty-five to one seventy-five. Seven to eight hundred pound heifers, one sixty to one sixty-eight, and eight to nine hundred pound heifers, one fifty-five to one sixty-five. Hamburger season almost over. Very good idea selling your cows and bulls at this time. That's the best you're going to get. First pre-sort of the fall, Wednesday, September 11th. 500 head booked so far. Next Wednesday, August the 28th sale, over 800 yearlings booked here. That should be a good sale. Expecting 1,300 to 1,500 for next Wednesday sale. 
That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,600 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 173 to 185 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling in a range of 171 to 183 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices are trading lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down 14 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3323. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.34 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are once again under pressure this week, with the Iowa, Southern Minnesota, Western Corn Belt, national reporting regions coming in lower. While bellies have seen some strength in recent weeks, they have started to back off somewhat, and the net value of the carcass is once again lower this week. There has been talk that Mexico will start to more aggressively purchase hams in the not-too-distant future, but hams have moderated from the 2019 highs seen three weeks ago with the absence of firmer sales to Mexico. Lean hog features, meanwhile, continued an upward path in the early trade yesterday, backed off a bit near the close, but traded between 0.85% and 2.11% higher at the end of the day. Unfortunately, the export market has yet to perform, and a statement yesterday by President Trump saying that someone has to take on China eschews diplomacy and casts a shadow over future and potential USA-China trade talk developments. And the outlook today, sunny, high 25, the low 8. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, gusty winds, the high 27, some evening showers, and the low 14. In Regina, sunny and 21, that's 70 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.